State of the Nonprofits is a conversation starter for all things nonprofit, and in this episode, we're talking about collaboration. Collaboration may seem like a bit of a buzzword these days, but in reality, collaboration can redefine the way in which nonprofits can effectively deliver goals in exciting and unprecedented ways. It can seem overwhelming, maybe even frightening, to co-create new programs and support one another in decision-making, but the outcome can truly be phenomenal. Joining me in the Recording Library of West Texas studio today is Laura Wolf with Basin PBS and Rachel Ritter of the Midland Festival Ballet. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm excited to talk to you guys. You've been doing some exciting things separately and together. But before we jump into how you guys have been working together, let's give our listeners a quick snapshot of your organization. So Basin PBS, Laura, you're up. Sure. So Basin PBS, of course, we're a nonprofit public media. We're the only public media television in in the area in West Texas. Uh, we serve 11 counties all the way to the Big Bend. There's a lot about our mission and our vision. I started there four and a half years ago. Time flies when you're I having know. fun. Um, and I'd never worked for a nonprofit. I ran TV stations uh, for 30 years. Then I found Basin PBS. And the first night before I went to work, and I'm like, oh God, what am I going to do? I've never worked for a nonprofit and we don't cure cancer. We don't provide prosthetic limbs. I mean, these were actual thoughts going through my head. You know, who are we and how am I going to represent a nonprofit that is television? In my head came the thought, Laura, you educate children's minds and fill adult spirits through our programming, through arts and education. I think we do a pretty good job of it. I think we've really come into defining our mission. You have definitely grown a lot over time, and especially in these last four and a half years as you guys have really fully moved into the Ritz Theater and started to utilize that that aspect as well. Yes. And we now we do a ton of community events. We do a lot of interfacing with other nonprofits in education. And then we do our Main Street Unplugged quarterly music program. Arts are my thing. I love the arts. And well, that's a great segue into the arts and yeah. Midland Festival Ballet. Rachel, give us the snapshot. Tough fact to follow, Laura. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, so Midland Festival Ballet is the only pre-professional um, ballet company in the Permian Basin. And we also have a ballet school. Uh, like Basin PBS, we're a nonprofit. This is my 10th season, which has been really interesting. Our mission is education, performance, and outreach. We have been doing the Nutcracker every year for the past 29 years. Uh, 2023 will be our 30th anniversary season. So that's really, really exciting. And then on the school side, we have eight different levels of classes from ages three all the way to adults. So the main goal of our school is not to create professional ballet dancers because that is rare, just like professional athletes. But we do believe that we're creating arts lovers of the future, people that feed into their community and giving people leadership skills and discipline, work ethic, all of those things that can make you great at anything you do. I think that it's also important to note that the very executive director talking about her agency is also an alumni who developed those skills and now you're using them there. Yes. No, I think a lot of us that are alums at MFB feel the same way. Actually, a ton of people on our staff are alumni. Our production manager, Gabriel Zertucci, grew up dancing with me. So we're kind of in the same boat. And then our communications director, Pearl Walmsley, 
Also, we have faculty members that teach at our school now that are alums. And a lot of us just feel so strongly that what we got out of the experience, we really want to feed that back into today's dancers. That's such a great story. I have a great memory of Midland Festival Ballet. Um, when I first started at Basin PBS before COVID, we did what we called a 2 2 tea party. We invited families to come in and have a tea party and in, in wear their tutus. And we did a craft and we invited uh, Midland Festival Ballet to dance. And we had like 300 kids. They were enthralled watching Midland Festival Ballet. I remember that exact event. I think that is one of the most special things that we get to do is with our community outreach, working with other organizations. And then when we have our own productions um, out at the Wagner Noel, having local school students come out, it's a magical experience. It's magical. And it's it's really special to see a lot of the students who never would have that experience or would never choose to go to a ballet that get really into it and really just enjoy that experience. We even had a father and daughter and he came in in a tutu. And oh my gosh, I love that story. <laughs> and and then the little girl was all dressed up and they were oh. in the corner just twirling while you guys were doing your dancing. It was amazing, amazing. Oh, dads are the best. I don't know that we can top that now for the rest of this podcast episode, people. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. So in 2020, the whole world just turned upside down. We found ourselves in the midst of global pandemic. Nonprofits everywhere canceled major events and fundraisers. And the Nutcracker was one of those things that was happening in the middle of pandemic. What happened that year for you guys, Rachel? It was a really hard decision. Thinking through it with our artistic director, Susan Clark, and then our board, we just decided that we couldn't commit to doing the production in person because there were so many unknowns and we really felt like we had to steward sponsor and donor money appropriately and not try to do something that could fall apart at the last minute. I have to be honest, I am not the creative mind on our team in a lot of ways, but I do work with a lot of creative people and they had this idea to make a Nutcracker movie, but not a Nutcracker movie like, oh, we're going to you know rehearse and do the Nutcracker and film it on stage. Let's make a movie. Let's make it different. Let's do something different than what every other ballet company was doing. My first reaction was, this sounds crazy. But then, you know, I felt like, well, we have to do something. We can't just be dead in the water. We have to keep fulfilling our mission. And so I said, okay, what is it going to take to do this? And so we made a movie and we worked with lots of local collaborators, including Basin PBS to air that. Film Hunter Media did all of the production work and has become a long-term partner since then. And the Big Sky Drive-In was kind enough to help us premiere it in a socially distant, safe setting so that everybody could attend. It was really a, like an amazing experience, even though I was so scared about it. It ended up being a huge success for us. And we ended up with tons of new constituents and viewers because of it. So... You guys aired it on Basin PBS, Laura. What yes. did that do for your audience and how did your audience react to that? Well, when COVID hit, I'll be honest, that was a good thing for me because I was able to regroup and figure out, okay, let's work on quality of what we do and not quantity. And part of that is we have a way to reach a vast amount of people and other nonprofits don't mm -hmm. because they don't have the the bandwidth that we've got. Just about that time, Midland Festival Ballet reached out, and I think you guys were our first collaboration, and we were thrilled, I mean thrilled, to put it on Basin PBS. We've had so many good comments and positive feedback about Midland Festival Ballet. People were just so thrilled to have a local arts programming on our station. 
working with MFB has also started us into a journey of working with other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started the Nonprofit Spotlight, which we highlight a nonprofit every month, a different one. And Permian Basin Area Foundation funded that for us for two years. And we started it in COVID. And then they kept it going for us because it's important. Um, we've also started working with West Texas Jazz Society. We do things with the Midland Storytelling. Festival. Mm-hmm. We've done a symphony thing once, but we're doing an actual show in March with the symphony. But you guys kind of paved the way, Midland Festival of Ballet, for us to realize how we can really help other nonprofits. And being able to work with you guys actually let us expand our season to have digital offerings during COVID that also can reach people in the Permian Basin, but well beyond because we stream it through you guys. And then we also stream it on our own website, which we never would have done pre-COVID if we hadn't seen how much people reacted to it on Basin PBS because we got the same feedback. And then from funders, we all know, I think in the Permian Basin, funders love collaboration. Mm -hmm. So that has been a huge positive. And I'm new to nonprofits, so I didn't know that. Until I started doing it. And then I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah, you were yeah. on the right track. This works. Um, and not only that, but you said it in the beginning that by by placing a show on Basin PBS, you reach a whole new audience. Mm-hmm. You reach an audience that might not buy a ticket. And you reach kids that might never have seen a ballet. Yeah. Uh, and, and not only that, but you reach people in the Big Bend and in Pecos and, you know, our whole area. So I think, you know, it brings arts into the homes of so many people. It does. And we've definitely seen that reflected in our ticket sales. We have more people coming from the Big Bend. We have more people coming from around the Permian Basin. We are just seeing the benefits of working with Basin PBS. And I think we'll continue to do it as long as we can because of the feedback we get. So this relationship that you mentioned, it's grown beyond the nutcracker and you have digital offerings. What what are those offerings and what does that look like? So now that we are, especially now that we're working with Film Hunter Media, there's such a high quality local media, like video production group. For our most recent production, Aladdin, which was a brand new world premiere, we made a documentary about it with them, about the making of Aladdin and all the behind the scenes, how all the creatives came together to make that production. So we were able to air that on Basin PBS to kind of share the the behind the scenes arts process with the whole community. And then we also aired the production itself. In February with Basin PBS, we're airing some past pieces that we have taken to Regional Dance America Southwest Festival, which we're actually hosting in March with commentary by me and our artistic director and a few other staff members on how all of that came together and how our participation in that organization has brought us to where we are today. I guess overall, we use it as a way to share our productions beyond the one or two performances that we can do publicly and also to teach people about what we do behind the scenes and Um, what we do beyond just the Nutcracker. I love that. So Laura, you guys, you've mentioned it. We've touched on it a few times. You've been collaborating now with nonprofits for a while. Why is that such an integral part of your story now? It's not in our mission statement, but it's part of our mission. And I always think of Mr. Rogers and how he says, find the helpers. That's really it. That's really the bottom line is uh, find the helpers. And we hope to be a helper to other nonprofits and to each other. 
you definitely are that for, I know, a lot of us. And really, you touch on so many nonprofits, especially with the support that you give Permian Basin Gives through the telethon that you all provide and, and produce there at the studio. Yeah, that's coming up, too, on February 20th, which is before this podcast. That's okay. If you've just tuned in and seen that on Basin PBS, then you'll understand the power of collaboration that's happening at Basin PBS. Yes. We also do other things like we did a town hall on COVID right in the very beginning. That was the first town hall we ever did. Mm -hmm. We did one last year on teens at risk Mm -hmm. because that's important to us. We did one on fentanyl. We've done one on just stress and mental health. Uh, And then we also do all the debates because we want to inform people so they can make their own educated decision. Well, I think it's so great. What, you know, talking about all the things that you promote because you have this platform. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like in Midland, everybody always says there's nothing to do, there's nothing going on. And it's really hard to do marketing here. Mm -hmm. And so I think the fact that you offer this window for all of us to kind of sneak in and put ourselves out there, and you guys, frankly, do it at a rate that is really generous and affordable for all of us to put ourselves out there and to expand on our mission. So yes, it's, it's a huge benefit. It's just a unique place to be in the Permian Basin. I love it here. Yeah. We're not, I I don't think we're competing against each other. I think we're competitive with ourselves of we want to be the best we can be, but I don't ever feel that people are trying to, you know, put me down so they can succeed. Yeah. And that's really special. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, Laura, you're you're doing a lot of collaborations. You're supporting a lot of nonprofits. What's the biggest challenge that you face? What's the hardest part of collaborating for you? The hardest part is, you know, Rachel mentioned a rate. But in order to do a show, we have to hire people. Mm-hmm. I have to bring in a freelance producer who, by the way, we use the same one. She's amazing, Carmelyn Muscroft. Yeah. I'm going to just say her name because— She's the best. (laughs) And um, then we hire extra camera operators. We hire a floor manager. Um, So just bringing that all together on a a budget that's affordable is a huge challenge for us. This whole nonprofit world in Midland blows my mind. It is just such a blessing. I'm eternally grateful. I just can't believe the generosity of people here in West Texas and what they will support to make people's lives better. I think 2020 definitely brought out the best in a lot of people and definitely in our community and not just in Midland, but across Permian Basin with all the the giving that happened and all of the partnerships that developed from that. So in just a couple words... For you, Laura, what has been the most surprising or best outcome from partnering with Midland Festival Ballet? Just a couple of words. Mm-hmm. Well, audience engagement is huge. Yeah. What about but, you? but also. What? No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> but also uh, the way that um, Midland Festival Ballet lifted my staff and lifted our viewers. That meant a lot to me. Audience engagement, but really you guys kept us going. You made us, you allowed us to fulfill our mission, which in turn, I think led to new opportunities from funders because they were like, you did something, you kept going and you did it 
with excellence. And you really allowed us to do that. And it lifted our staff. I know at the beginning, I was really kind of downtrodden by the whole situation, but it gave our staff a reason to keep going too. So, no, I'm really grateful for our collaboration, especially. And we're happy to help any nonprofit. They just need to call me. She's serious. Call her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, check the show notes in, in today's episode and you'll find contact information for direct to Laura Wolf at Basin <laughs> PBS. <laughs> this conversation really strikes a chord with our team here at MSS, where at the core of our mission is facilitating collaboration. If you have an idea for collaboration but need some help finding the right partners or just getting a conversation started, reach out to us at MSS. Our services include connecting nonprofits and building pathways for working together to better serve our community. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe. And as always, thank you to our own collaborator, the Recording Library of West Texas, for making this podcast possible.